0: Hello and welcome to Cruising in the Light and Shadow. My name is Anana Moon and I am here with a guest today, Peter Bedard. Did I say that right? Perfect. (laughs) Should have checked in there. No, he's a friend of mine. So, So, um, what I usually start with are some quotes, um, or a quote or two. Um, And I threw out the quote I had because you have quotes from your own book. Um, I will introduce Peter in a moment, but to um, I want to start with just reading these. Having compassion for ourselves when we are living in victim consciousness is one of the fastest ways to dissolve that old way of being take a breath practice compassion and step above the line into a life of collaboration with the universe love it trauma and anxiety are like ghosts they are memories from your past that think they're still alive and uh, we feel them deeply the influence they influence every aspect of who we are The convergence healing process teaches those ghosts to find their way back in history so you can be free again. And we're going to talk about um, convergence healing. Um, Two other quotes. Uh, One is pain is a gift waiting to push you into something greater. And the last one is a Rumi quote. The cure for the pain is in the pain. So do you have an idea of what we're talking about today other than talking to Peter about his work? But it's um, for all of you and all of the things we're going through today. Um, but I also briefly, I have a brief bio here that I wanted to read Um after a near-death experience, Peter Bettered was facing the greatest challenge of all, living a life in severe physical, emotional, and spiritual pain. The former dancer soon discovered that the anger and frustration he felt because of his injuries were not only keeping him in pain, but were waiting to teach him the greatest gifts of his life. He is now a celebrated author, consultant, international speaker, and healer who helps thousands of people globally to live a life full of potential while integrating the lessons of pain into balanced living. Um, I also wanted to share this part. Peter is a consultant at the Huberman Lab at Stanford University, and he has an MA in Consciousness Studies. Through his expertise, working with anxiety, addiction and pain, both, all, all physical, emotional, spiritual, Peter has developed a process for creating your own path to wellness called convergence healing. He is an online healing he has an online tea, healing store I'm sorry, a healing tea store. So this is what I'm so excited about, I couldn't even say it properly (laughs) um, because I want to talk with him about his healing teas. So it's an online healing tea store that sells Convergence Healing Teas. Um, You can also uh, find... One book that exists now and two that are on their way, Um, Peter's book is Convergence, Healing, Healing Pain and Energetic Love, um, which you can find not only in true book form, but also Amazon, Kindle, Audible, iTunes, iBooks, (sighs) (laughs) many places. Yes. And then Peter's second book. (laughs) Um, Sufferings. <laughs> I still just want to say, thuffering thuffering sucker, suffering, <laughs> succotash. Suffering, succotash. How to gain from your pain is soon to be released, and he has a third book that's up and coming called "Cultivating Joy When Happiness." Is work a 30-day guide to healing sadness okay we're gonna get to all of that Um, so uh, with no further ado (laughs) here is Peter Bedard and the first thing I want to ask and you can just be off and running is so this statement that you actually died when you were 17 years old please tell us the story and how you got to where you are today
1: Sure. So when I was 17, I was actually in a vaudeville show, which was huge for me because I was a child actor mm-hmm. and I had done children's theater in the adult cast. So mm-hmm. my one of my first plays was in a 5000 seat theater. So I kind of wow. jumped into the big time when I was only a little kid. But I was that kid that mm-hmm. was on the stage mm-hmm. in adult shows and I had like two lines, you know, that type, that type of <laughs> thing. You know. I was the son, The son, right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> And uh, my grandfather played banjo and he would do vaudeville shows every now and then. And I was really excited about that because Christmases and holidays and events were always full with the banjo and whatever instruments people would bring. And there actually was a real vaudeville theater in my neighborhood where I grew up, not far from my house. And they were auditioning and it was an 18 and older thing because at the time you had to be 18 to drink and i was 17 but i wanted to be in it and they were holding auditions and i went and i got cast and that was a big thing for me just because i was actually now no longer in children's theater i was actually which i did for years and i did you know i did tv and commercials and all that type of stuff but oh theater was my thing and to be cast in a show of adults uh, and i was in the show and i was one of, i was the lead and so that was super fun. I was the innocent kid, right? Oh, wow. And I got yeah. to play the horse's yep. ass. Like, we actually had a horse costume. <laughs> but I could Should say that because it's a butt. I got the ass. horse's butt, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to play that, which is really fun. Um, my parents were very protective. And yeah. opening night weekend, they told me that I had to come home. And I couldn't go to mm. the cast party. And, you know, I get it. I'm 17. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. And at the same time, I was the good kid. I was the kid that always did what I was supposed to do. I didn't drink. I didn't do drugs. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any of that. I really wasn't a rebel at all in high school because I was so – I mean I was discovered as a dancer. So I was dancing and had been recruited into schools, dance schools because of my body and my right. – I have the shape that like if I was in Russia, I would assume maybe I would go to the Bolshoi. You would have gone – I would yes, have been exactly. you know, recruited Classical. as a kid to yeah. that type of thing, right? And so I would spend hours after school dancing, I was, or I was doing theater, or I was doing whatever it is. There wasn't really time to rebel. <laughs> it just didn't, the possibility didn't even come into my head. <laughs> and I was doing what I wanted to do. But when my parents told me that I couldn't go to this party, I was pissed. I was like, I'm only a few months away from 18. I've never given you a reason not to trust me. I don't do all these things yes. that you've told me not to do, and you're not letting me go to this party. So I was pissed. And I was driving home on my little Moto Bicane, and somebody came behind me. Moto Bicane is uh, sort of a a small version of a moped. Oh, okay. kind of like a cross between a a regular bicycle and a motorcycle. Oh, my
0: goodness. I've never heard that
1: before. It's a European bike. Okay. So I was on my bike, and I was riding home, and someone came behind me in a curve. I was in this S-curve, and there was a semi-truck parked in the middle of the curve. So as I was turning in the curve, somebody came behind me, pushed my tire, and pushed me into the truck. So my bike slammed into the back of a parked semi truck and I bounced into that truck. The cool thing was I jumped out of my body and I got to watch the whole thing. So I got to observe my body and as it you hit saw the truck. The down. car drive away, the bike bounce over and I was very aware of what, of the whole thing. I knew I was dead. And I was very curious. Did you see your body? Oh yeah, yeah. I saw so my saw body. It? I saw mm-hmm. myself down there. I saw my legs twisted in weird angles, and I knew oh that I was God. never going to dance again. And I knew I was dead. So I was like, "Oh, that's good. I didn't have to feel that." <laughs> 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 I was. I was like, "Okay, well, this is weird, you know, but I'm fine. No oh pain. Oh my gosh. Oh, good." <laughs> And then I went to the other side. And there's a whole process I did of going to the other side and all that type of stuff. But I came back. Did you back. see
0: spirit? You know, A lot, a lot of episodes on, on this podcast have yeah. been about spirit guides and feeling and, so, and possibly knowing or feeling that there were others around you. Sure, sure. Did you feel that? I'm
1: yeah. Sorry. So, okay, I'll go into the story a little bit. So I went uh, through the other side. Going yes. through the tunnel to me was like going through Universal Studios. And on the Universal Studio tour, you have the tram, and it goes through the tunnel that turns and yes. it was from the original original uh, Six Million Dollar Man. Okay. It was that white snow tunnel, right? I think they've changed it to be something else, but it was this tunnel, and you went through the tram, and as you're sho- as I was shooting down the tunnel, the the. The walls, sort of, of this tunnel were spinning like in a corkscrew fashion. All right. Which I laid many, many years later, I discovered that that's how the universe actually shoots through time and space. Yes, We're it not does. this flat plate that's no, moving. We're absolutely this corkscrewing right. experience. Spiraling. Right? A spiraling experience. Absolutely. You know, yeah. we're all following the sun and we're corkscrewing in the spiral type of experience. That well, is well, that's true of what, what it was spirit
0: like. guides show and Neat. teach. Yeah. Oh, I never, yeah. I never, yeah. Yeah, never knew that. Yeah. But
1: that's what my experience was going to the other other side. I was in this spinning corkscrew type of thing. Yeah. yeah. And I was on the other side and there was nobody there. (laughs) And so there was no preparation. (laughs) And I was as blissed out as I could possibly imagine. The experience on the other side, I there's not enough adjectives to describe the beauty, the love, the fullness, the bliss, the joy. There's just not enough words to describe it. And the colors... There was like color within color, right? For me, right. everything was white, but there was this whiteness that had color had in it. Jewel tone, everything color it was made, but colors so I can't even imagine. Okay. Today. I can't like okay. colors that yeah. don't exist in my awareness. So I'm on the other side. Nobody's there. I'm blissed out. I'm having a great time. I'm hmm. really curious, and I'm literally thinking to myself. Well, where is everybody? I thought when you died, because I was very <laughs> aware. Was I thought you were grievous. gonna like meet your dead grandma. You know, where's my <laughs> great grandmother? Where's my dead dog? You know, I was I was expecting people. <laughs> and nobody was there, nobody was there. No, I was fine. I wasn't disappointed, everything was fine. I'm just walking around. I was really curious. And the place seemed to have a definition to it, mm-hmm. but I I I sensed that there was there were it was a space and a defined space. But there were no walls or floors. It was just space. But the feeling was that there was there were, It was a room, a massive room. A
0: massive room. But
1: yeah. the feeling was there, but there mm-hmm. was no solid mm-hmm. anything. So I'm in this space, and I'm being really curious. I'm wondering where everybody is, and I'm just having a great time. It was
0: probably protecting you. It was you awesome. Place, yeah. I don't know, yeah. but I, you know. But I spent years trying you were, to get yeah, back yeah. there. Yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly somebody shows up. All right. And I have no idea who this person is, and he doesn't look like anybody I've ever seen before in my lifetime except in movies. So here's another movie reference, right? <laughs> he looks like Fu Manchu. Oh my. I'm a white guy and I just found out that I have Irish in my family very (laughs) distantly, which is my great my grandmother used to say we were Irish and we all thought she was crazy. (laughs) But apparently I just did my DNA test and there's a little bit of Irish there. Grandma was right. Nobody knows where it came from.
0: Right, right.
1: But I'm not Asian. And this man shows up and I, I don't and know. And you were
0: thinking that I was having I was all like, this cover, like,
1: "Wow, who are you? Like, why, why would you what? be is the god person?" To, like, is God to show up, is God yeah, Fu Manchu? Right. Is Lao Tzu really God? I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> right? I am like having these conversations in my head. <laughs> oh my god! And my heart is ripping open. So this experience of seeing this person, my I am super aware. Mm-hmm. I see him, and it's like literally painful love. The experience mm. that uh, I read about in medieval times where nuns would talk about in, their, in taking their vows and going into the convent, yes. that experience being married to the god and the mm-hmm. painful bliss, bliss that it. they would yeah. feel is the yes. only way I have any way to sort of describe right. it. All right. But literally, it feels like my bones are being broken and my chest is being ripped open. Hmm. And it's this glorious pain. It's amazing, and I'm th- at the same time thinking, "Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> <Who's> this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I having this experience for this person? I don't know who they are." So there's still a detachment, and, uh, even you're an going awareness. through this, but uh, there yes, was—I wouldn't being, say a, 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 a detachment. It, yeah. There was my consciousness okay. was right. still intact. All right, I was still yeah. very aware of me and my being right. on that side right. and who I am. Mm-hmm. It was very aware of me being. In this space and being connected to and part of this space, All right. as if it was me, mm-hmm. and yet I have a experience of myself as this, space. as
0: that, yeah. yes. Okay.
1: So, right. the guy's there. My heart's ripping open. My head is going. Who the hell is this? <laughs> right? And I'm blissing out. And we have a conversation. And the, the juxtaposition of the conversation is, "What are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here." <laughs> and you got to go and by that time I'm I get angry again cuz I know what's on the you other side you're I seeing, know where I just came right. from and I didn't want that right, and I was not right. a very ha- I was right you know for me my personal story is that I was Billy Elliot so I grew up in a family that was blue collar mm-hmm. mm-hmm. my dad was a mailman a former marine right I'm the ballet dancer with a Marine dad, you know, who, oh, who's a sports guy. with a yes, man. And my exactly, dad was great, but exactly. I didn't fit in. But that, yeah. You know, there's yeah. a little Billy Elliot who wants to go to ballet class. You've experienced class, right? that. Why would you want to go back? <laughs> exactly. And I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere. Okay. Right? Okay. And on this other side, I don't like to call it heaven, but whatever yeah. was on this other side, the land on the other side of the river, mm-hmm. whatever. But on this other side, there was absolute acceptance. Yes. And there was just pure peace Mm -hmm. the most i you know i i jokingly and seriously at the same time say to people that death is the best thing that ever happened to me it is the most joyous amazing i can can believe best thing oh my gosh it's the best thing that ever happened to me right yeah and so i'm on the other side i don't want to go back and i'm being told i have to go back and i start to get angry (laughs) And so that anger that I had of not being able to go to the party and celebrate the show and not being able to do all that, all of a sudden that anger and the feeling of rejection Mm -hmm. is in me and I feel it and all that bliss is gone. And in that second, I'm back.
0: It draws you back in. In that second, I'm
1: literally back hovering above my body and I see the semi-truck. I see oh, the paramedics or the EMTs, whoever they were. Mm-hmm. I see them uh, in the space. I see the the ambulance. One guy's at mm-hmm. the door opening the ambulance door or doing something with the ambulance doors. I think he's getting a gurney out or something. And the other guy is hovering over me, and he's a big man. Like I remember, I don't know why I remember the details. I remember he was a really big guy.
0: It's funny. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And and I see that he's like this at my face. Like Mm -hmm. he's checking my vitals, I guess. Mm -hmm. He's trying to check for breath or, you know, he's doing whatever he's doing. But he's literally like right on top of me. And then I'm back in my body and I open my eyes and I scare the crap out of him, <laughs> which was actually kind of fun <laughs> to see this huge man jump like a cat. Like, you know, cats with just like, yeah, boink, it's like oh, my God. <laughs> That's what he did. He went. <laughs> was there
0: even a heartbeat? Did, I, he must have been I, surprised because you really not. were not there. Yeah, yeah I presume so. not okay. because
1: I, from my understanding, I was dead. Uh, it was. We don't know who found me. We don't even know who the ambulance company was. Right. We don't know. There's no documentation. There's no police report. Nothing is known. Things
0: Couldn't happened find while you were <laughs> in the process. there's no research. Yeah. Nothing
1: was found. Yeah. Like, who was All who right. hit me? No, no information. Nothing like no. that. Okay. And right. wow. by the time when I try to look at the timeline and add up how much time it would take to for somebody to find me, to call 911, yes. to get the ambulance there, all that type of yeah. stuff. It was at least 20 minutes that I was out. Oh, my goodness. Okay. At least all right. around there, right? So I jump back in my body, and I scare the crap out of this guy. And then <laughs> um, I leave my body again. And I'm like, I'm not going back in there.
0: Well, yeah. And I'm
1: watching everything. And I'm really thinking to myself, I'm not going back in there. And then I have an awareness. So I go, well, I guess that's how ghosts are created. Literally, I'm having this conversation in my head. And I'm saying, I don't want to go in that body. That body is destroyed. Right. I don't want that life of Mm -hmm. living in that body. But I can't go back where I was because they told me I had to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yes. I'm literally having that. that, I'm in between. Right? (laughs) Right. And then uh, I see them take my body, put it on the stretcher or the gurney, put it into the back of the truck, close the doors of the truck and drive away. All right. And the next memory I have is actually waking up in the hospital, opening my eyes and seeing white, but it's those awful drop ceilings. It's the yes. it's the hospital. Yes, right,
0: and the lights that hang down and so awful. Nothing oh. like
1: that. nothing like bliss. <laughs> oh my right? gosh! So Were that you- was that was the nutshell of my death experience.
0: That's phenomenal. That is a lot of what we've talked about and experiences you can actually have in deep meditation and so yep. forth in connecting to spirit.
1: But Yeah, absolutely. But
0: you were trying to get back there. That's what I Oh, so <laughs> I this is common. Point.
1: So this yes. is common for, for especially people who've had near death experiences that are in their that are under twenties that kind hmm. of range in the teens okay. sort of range. We go over there and we have this experience of feeling absolute love. Yes. Remember, I didn't come back because I wanted to do something. Right. I right. came back because I was supposed to. Yes. I yeah. didn't come back because it I had a of... husband or a wife mm-hmm. or kids or I didn't come back because I wanted to, right. you know, preach to people and right. tell people the beauty right. of what's on the other side. I came back because I was supposed to come back. Most yes. The majority of people that have these experiences, they'll have a conversation with someone on the other side and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll sort of – do the, oh, well, it was really nice over there, and I really loved it over there, but I wanted to be with my husband. I wanted to be with they my children that, or, yes. or that type of thing. I didn't have right. any of that. Right. So when I came back, there was just the same thing I would left. Mm-hmm. And now I had a shattered leg, literally. My leg was shattered a little bit. I had uh, five cracked vertebrae. I had
0: – Five.
1: Yeah, I split Goodness. this wrist right. open so the bones opened up here, and I Ooh. lost all the nerves in my hand. And I had undiagnosed brain damage, which then led to fibromyalgia and arthritis and asthma and bronchitis and sciatica and my white blood cells attacking my red blood cells and my hemoglobin splitting and shutting down my organs. And all of
0: that from the accident. On and on and on.
1: That was like a cascade right. effect. Like once oh, that okay. once that impact right. happened, right. over time it created these thing, imbalances. It just boom, 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 right. boom, 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 boom. Right? right. I had to learn how to walk again. I had chronic yes. pain for decades. All that type of stuff. Right. It's common for people who have that type of near-death experience that I had to, especially in their younger years, to try and set up circumstances where they can check out. Sure. So it's <laughs> not that they're actively committing suicide. They just don't want to be to here be anymore. To
0: be here anymore. Right. Exactly.
1: Right. I understand so that. the draw hmm. to the other side was really strong for me. Right. The draw was super strong for me. Even to this day, I say, you know, God, whatever you are up there, Fu you? manchu. Whenever you're ready, <laughs> like I'm, I'm ready. You know, I, I have yeah. just, you know, I would love to be able to say, hey, you know, give me 20 minutes to say goodbye to everybody. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but if I didn't have phone, that, making, it'd but, be okay. Yeah, because yeah. man, that other side is spectacular. You know, five star. It's <laughs> it,
0: it's it's um it's in yoga texts and so forth um that the your last thoughts will take you to your destination and i'm hearing mm-hmm. anger came in and so forth which meant there were things you were having to deal
1: with here right. so it drew you right. back to right my 17 year old mind
0: oh no you wouldn't know yeah, no you wouldn't know
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> it's, it's like, there wasn't a lot of i just want to be of, there yeah there <laughs> okay. wasn't a lot of awareness no
0: that, right? not at all so, how, so so from there, how did you get to here? So I had to heal myself.
1: So yeah. the Western medical doctors were amazing but, at putting my bones back together. Yes. Right? Yes. They unfortunately took out all my cartilage. And they put my bones back together, which was awesome. They actually flew in all these surgeons the, from the NFL. My injury was very unique oh, because the injury was in the back of the knee. My, the front of my knee, the kneecap, was actually fully intact. But okay. the back and the – so where the, where the bones come together, come like together. the kneecaps here, right? Yes. This part, this and this were just exploded. Okay. So these, those my. end parts were just little bits. And they had to mostly glue them back together. It was like a puzzle. They described it to me. And glue? they have a yep. It was an experiment. It All was right. a it was a, a cutting edge. I was to say it must be literally fourteen okay. surgeons that they had flown in to actually do the surgery. Oh they delayed the surgery by a couple of weeks. They you know to mm-hmm. get the to get everybody here and to do that. And I have a few pins, so I do have metal in my leg, which I mm-hmm. wish I didn't but the the leg has has done really well unfortunately they took out the cartilage
0: because i don't even notice right <laughs> in your I have walking my bad days. In your... every now and then sure, i have a bad yeah, day I but, so, but... but
1: the the pain is i'm 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 a walking miracle all right yeah. you know I, I the doctors told me one doctor told me that i would never be able to walk again and if i can i'm going to have to have my leg replaced by the time i was 40 well I'm happy to say I'm. Behind, I know I don't look like it, but I'm. I'm past forty. You are
0: past forty. Okay. All right. Significantly past okay. forty.
1: <laughs> Take your word for it. Right. And I proved them wrong. Yes. And I had to figure out a few things. All right. So I had to figure out how because I had bone and bone contact, and how mm-hmm. am I going to get away with how you know that's knee replacement surgery, right?
0: Right. Right.
1: So I grew all my cartilage back. According to Western um, medical doctors, that's not possible.
0: That's not possible. Thank you. I thought by Western medicine standards that's right. not possible. But yet, so, I did and yet that you with- you did.
1: I, and I did it with the, the professional sports division of UCLA. Oh. So most doctors oh will poo-poo it. What yeah. I did, it's called yeah. prolo therapy, pro therapy.
0: pro therapy, all yeah. right.
1: And I grew all my cartilage back, right? So the arthritis got to heal, all that type of stuff, right? So I was able to really heal my body. I do body.
0: know you can heal from arthritis. I have. Yep. I have.
1: Yep. Yes. I, and I still have issues. I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to say right. that you're never going to have pain again. Right. And, and
0: arthritis can come back and in different ways and so forth. So you know, whatever <laughs> yes. it is. But yes. I'm not inviting that. But right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we're going to keep it away. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, I was able to heal myself of all kinds of things that the doctors told me couldn't be healed. They were amazing at putting my bones back together. Outside of that, they just offered me a lot of pharmaceuticals, lots of drugs, and they offered me a lot of surgeries. Well, we could do this surgery and this might help. Because that's what they have. That's
0: help. all they they. I right. mean, it's not yeah. that it's all they have, but uh, well, it pretty because much is people all they are have. very
1: grateful for it. But which is? But they only great. yes. And mine. it like was but super effective.
0: Fibromyalgia though.
1: So yeah, I got rid of my fibromyalgia. Goodness. absolutely.
0: And a- didn't you say asthma? And I had
1: asthma and bronchitis. My white blood cells were attacking my red blood cells. My hemoglobin was splitting, shutting down my okay, organs. Okay, now how did you? Lots of different things. Okay. So I developed this process that I call convergence healing. Yes. And so the idea of this is something that came from my own healing. So right. I started to understand that the wounds I was experiencing, let's take my knee, right? All right. The wound I was, experience was experiencing was obviously physical, right? My knee had shattered it a little bit. But there was also that wound in my mind that the only way I knew how to be in the world was as a dancer. I mm-hmm. was identified as a performer. Yes. Right? I saw myself in the world in that way. I was just about to go into my auditions for the big schools and for a show, Broadway shows and do that type of thing. Oh, I had I no idea where life was going to lead me, but right. that's where I saw myself. And I had this gift where I was assistant teaching within the first year of being in class, actually formally trained. So I understood life. It was my voice. Mm-hmm. It was how I knew how to express myself in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Finding that as a kid was huge because I didn't have a voice as Billy Elliot until right. I found that. Right. So that was taken away from me. So the healing had to be in my mind. It had to be how I perceived myself, who I thought I was in the world, right, which yes. had been taken away. Yes, Right. Mm-hmm. It also had to be healed in my heart because this passion, this love that I had was now an impossibility. Yes. Right. All right. So uh, who was I anymore? What was I supposed to do? What was my, my goodness, life purpose? That had to
0: be redefined. How, yeah. Mm-hmm. How,
1: how am I even supposed to exist in the yes. world? Right. So I started to look at my own injuries and go, oh, so these injuries are physical. They're mental in my thoughts Mm -hmm. and they're in my heart they're in my spirit it's broken Mm -hmm. it's broken into little pieces smaller than the shattered bones (laughs)
0: than the the knee yes right right? and Mm. I
1: started to discover that my heart the pain in my heart was far more painful than the pain in my knee Mm. that broken Mm. heart was far more painful because the knee you know could be repaired I could do things I was determined on that end but I had no spiritual support Right. And that right. broken heart I carried with me for years. And you
0: cannot filter or create a new life filtered through a broken, a shattered knee. heart. Right, and, the, and a shattered yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. So I started to look at that and I started to think, well, I need to heal my heart.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I need to heal my obsessive mind that's just in fear, who doesn't know where I'm supposed to go, what I'm supposed to do, how to survive. Boy, do we want
0: to hear how you do that. Right.
1: <laughs> Yes. And so I started to actually look at those parts. And that's why I created my practice. Uh, I titled it Convergence Mm -hmm. Healing, Mm -hmm. because it's really a coming together of these different experiences. And I started to talk to the parts of me that were suffering, because I recognized Mm -hmm. that I was talking to them anyway, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I was talking to them abusively. I see. And I don't want to say this to you, but well, part of what I do is I invite (laughs) the part to show and take on a shape. All right. right to take on a form. Right. So yeah. that because when it's pain or fear or depression or anxiety or whatever it is, we get hijacked. And I once had a neuroscientist tell me that these experiences over overwhelm kind of blanket the brain and they become this sort of blanket oh, over the brain. Yes, so right. I can't. It's too big. I I can't for one do anything person to conceive it. this of giant doing thing. anything with that. All right. right. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like how I look at God, too. Mm-hmm. It's too big. Right. We have to give it a gender, right? right. We, have a <laughs> we have to give it a name. We have to give it a something, you know, what a, some way to look at it.
0: Right, a set of personality traits or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then
1: we can understand God. All right. Well, I started to recognize that my pain was the same way. <laughs> that that pain was so overwhelming I couldn't comprehend it. I didn't know what to do with right, it, right? Right. So right. I started to actually give my pain a shape. It was with me all the time. It was twenty four seven. It was my invisible friend that nobody could see. But man, that pain was present in my life. I felt it, and so I started to give it a name and a shape. So we'll just—I always, for whatever reason, Bob's always the name that comes up for me. So there's Bob, my pain. <laughs> do you feel that made it
0: smaller? My brain and the just, interesting. All right.
1: Yeah, my brain was able to comprehend it. <clears throat> All right. Right? So my brain was able to comprehend right. this experience. So now suddenly it wasn't this big overwhelming thing. It mm-hmm. was actually Bob that just walked into the room. <laughs> right? My leg right. just gave out, oh, there's Bob. Right. Right? Okay. I can, I can relate with Bob. Right? right. But my conversation with Bob was, wasn't very nice. Okay. My conversation with, with Bob with the pain in that, on that subconscious level was, I hate you. I don't want to say mm. that to you. I hate you. I can't stand you. I wish you'd go <laughs> away. I'm embarrassed of you. I'm ashamed of you. How could you do this to me, right? Okay. I want to cut you out. I want to throw you away. I want to drug you. I'm making you wrong and bad. I wish you would just get out of my life. Okay. Now, so you if could you filter. were my Bob, yes, right. would you like the way I'm speaking to you? Uh, no. And how <laughs> would you respond to me?
0: Uh, I actually might make myself more present. I would. I'd be like, I'd be like I kind not <laughs> want to <laughs> do it. I'd, like, I'd flip you the bird. I have things
1: to say to you. <laughs> <Exactly>. Hold on. <laughs> you don't understand me. <laughs> and I might cause you more pain. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. Knock you down yeah. more. Are you going to pay right. attention now? Yeah. Right? So I started to actually be nice to Bob. All right. And I started to look at Bob as a friend.
0: Okay. So this is this statement that you can befriend your pain. Absolutely. And I I, I used to call it, Stand, standing in the middle of it rather than mm-hmm. running away from it. Space for it all right mm-hmm. so how the, this will be very interesting because i know a lot of people that are in chronic pain what what do you suggest
1: well that's my specialty so, so the okay. work i do right. in my therapy practice Why? perfect <laughs> yeah, yeah thank you because the work i do in my therapy practice is is a lot of it i mean there's i have regular people um who are just struggling with things but i also yes. have people who are what I call my afflicteds, okay? And they're people who've done all the drugs. They've done all the surgeries, right? Right. They don't know what they have. They don't know what to do, right? They're com- right. they're in that overwhelm. They've tried everything, right? Right. And I work a lot with those people. They are so hurting, like I was, right? Right. And so I hold space for them and I ask them to connect with this Mm -hmm. part. And instead of trying to cut it out and throw it away, Mm -hmm. like those quotes you read, what if it was there to teach you something? What if it was there to call you into a higher level of being? And what if your pain, Bob, had something to say to you? And what if instead of treating Bob and doing this, you know, mm-hmm. telling Bob, Bob, this is how you have to fix it, right? <laughs> the doctors, the mm-hmm. friends, the family members, you know, telling everybody how to fix the thing. Right. What if Bob was like that 17-year-old version of you who was yes. a rebel maybe yeah. and who everybody's telling that part of you how to be fixed? Right. You, well, what if yeah. that part never did anything wrong? And mm. what if we asked that part to actually – Give us how it wants to heal. Right? Beautiful. Instead of us telling it how to do it, whether it's the doctors or our friends or family members or even ourselves telling us, I have to lose weight and have to diet and exercise and I'm going to make you do this, Bob. Mm -hmm. Well, what Mm -hmm. if we actually go to Bob for the solution?
0: Incredible.
1: So if you go to Bob and you start talking to Bob, and you develop a relationship with Bob that's yeah. kind, mm-hmm. that's friendly, that's, mm-hmm. I love you, Bob. Because mm-hmm. Bob is hurting. Instead of giving Bob more suffering, actually mm-hmm. say, thank you, and I love you, right? And you're hurting. What can I do to help? Wouldn't you do that for a friend who came Definitely. to you who's hurting? And Wouldn't that's say, a very different do? experience. Exactly.
0: Than,
1: yeah. Yeah. And so immediately the pain stops dropping, to, starts to drop down.
0: Oh, goodness. And you stop stop blaming Bob for everything. You're not living below the line. Right.
1: Right? right? You're no longer in victim consciousness. Right. You're stepping out differently into the world. Mm -hmm. And Bob gets to say, hey, I can do it this way. And you ask Bob three questions. So those of you who are watching this, Mm -hmm. right, to ask your pain, what can I do to help you heal physically? Yes. Through me as me, what can I physically do that's going to bring about your healing? Right. The same question in the mind, because that wounds in the mind. What can I do in your thoughts and the way you think? How can we think ourselves <laughs> into our healing? Because the way I've been thinking, catastrophizing, prof- prophesizing, right? Is not helping. It's
0: not doing it. Right?
1: <laughs> <Of> spinning <laughs> right? with obsessive thoughts. Right. Not happen. Right. What do I need to do on that spirit level, Bob, on that heart level? What can I do to help you feel better? To help you heal? Mm -hmm. And that's part of the recipe that we create as this process of this coming together, this convergence. And we start to do these things in our lives Mm -hmm. and people start to heal. And then we start to say to Bob, well, Bob, do you need a certain type of therapist or practitioner or healer? What do you need? So we can show Bob like somebody, hey, Bob, a friend of mine said, uh, you know, referred somebody to me. What do you think about this? Will this work for you, Bob? Right. And so Bob's leading the way. We bring things right. to Bob. Bob yeah. says yes or no. Mm-hmm. We may really want to do it. And if you really want to go do that, then great, go do it. But it's not necessarily going to help Bob. It,
0: it might not help Bob. Right. So. right. But <laughs> so, if you want to go do so it, great. So you're still on your way to what will, what exactly. will work. Okay. And so All we right.
1: start creating what I call my holistic cocktails. All right. Right. And we start creating these cocktails, these recipes. Yes. Right. Because my inspiration for this came in the 90s, where in healing cancer and HIV, the medical establishment, we're creating these cocktails of drugs. Right. And I was thinking, right. well, what would a holistic cocktail look like? What if I didn't want to take those drugs? But I still want to be in action. I still want to be engaged <laughs> <Yes>. in healing. <laughs> so Absolutely. what would my cocktail, my recipe for healing look like? Mm-hmm. And so although I'm very holistic, uh, I still am open to all kinds of healings. And these conversations, when someone comes to me, if that part of them, like I do a bunch of cancer work, if that part wants to do the chemo, that part wants to do the surgery – then I'm like, yeah, let's do it. All right. right? Okay. My belief All systems, right. I call that out. And I think that more of us healers need to do that, especially Western doctors. I
0: do agree with that. And you holistic ones, to too. You have to listen to everything. Uh-huh. So the part that probably does know how to heal, but the part that needs the secure security of exactly. certain methods.
1: Yeah, and there's an ego in us healers. Yes. Whether we are alternative healers or, or <laughs> allopathic, yes. you know, we think our way is the right way. Is the way, yes. And right. the yeah. way, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. And so to go to that part and say, hey, you know, what do you want? How do you yes. want to do this? And that way the whole world opens up. The whole world of possibility comes in, right? Because let's say mm-hmm. one of my cancer clients wants to do surgery but doesn't want to do chemo, right? right? They're the, Bob says, surgery, yes, chemo, no. Chemo,
0: no. Okay, well, so
1: what are you going to do to satisfy that need, this part, to bring the healing to this part? Right, right. Right. And what if we continue to create this cocktail, this convergence of things that are in alignment with your healing as you? Yes. And so I see amazing results in, in this type of work, right? I've seen people go, and it's not me. You know, that's the great thing, because I don't get to take responsibility for this. Right. I'm just a facilitator. Right. Right? It's and that's, Bob.
0: That's so true of, of holistic practitioners. You're facilitating. Right. But most of us have healing. a big ego, and it's,
1: it's <laughs> I did this. Right? No, it's not I. It's spirit. It's, it is. It's their own healing intuition.
0: The spirit right? of the person needing the healing, the, absolutely. S- the spirit of the part of the
1: body needing spirit the healing itself.
0: It's the intelligence of spirit. Of the yes, universe, absolutely. Yeah, the universe that yeah. knows. Yeah. yeah. And I
1: look at all my clients when they come to see me, I refuse to see them as the disease. Right. I refuse right. to. And I think that's a mistake that a lot of us make. We see ourselves as the disease.
0: Truly. that's Yes, I do see that. And we see yeah. our
1: patients or clients yeah. as a disease, and that's not okay.
0: Well, they ask us to—they're they're often so invested in exactly. being and that we disease, cannot. and
1: you can't no. be in that
0: place with Absolutely
1: them. Absolutely not. I agree. And so agree. each of my clients, I hold that who they are mm-hmm. is whole, perfect, yes. and complete. No matter what evidence is being presented— no matter how they feel, no matter what beliefs they have, that who they are is whole, perfect, and complete. And they'll want to try and convince me that they're not. Hmm. They'll try to convince me, well, the doctor said this, my blood work said that, and I feel this way. And I'm like, well, that's great. And who you are is whole, perfect, and, and complete.
0: complete. All right.
1: Right? All right. So it's a huge shift in understanding ourselves when we come from that place, that who I am is whole, Mm. perfect, and complete.
0: There's something I've seen that I don't don't want to put you on the spot anyway, and I don't think I will. There's an interesting thing I've seen with people who are close. Now, I wonder, because I've wondered sometimes if what I've seen was not that they were at the end of their lives, but that there were choices going on. But um, particularly with cancer patients mm-hmm. who seem to be very close to the end of their lives, mm-hmm. there will be a light that shines. Yes. It'll sh- it'll, there's it's a It's like shifting. they're more alive. Yeah, they're more alive, yeah. um, they more than human, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it would seem, mm-hmm. in someone who uh, um, may be very, very ill or showing being very, very ill, and yet, though, their energy is high, the mm-hmm. vibration is high. Absolutely, do you think there is, are, are all roads just showing them possibilities? Although for many, like I said, I've seen that that's very close to the end of their lives. But what do you think that is?
1: Well, gosh, that's a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Choose lot. Choose so, no <laughs> Yeah, I, my no. mind is even spinning. So. I know that as or my life you, or has continued— what you've continued, seen from what I've sure. said, perhaps. That's it. So I know as my life has gone on since this experience, right? Yes. That there's been times where I could have left. All right. There's been times like when my white blood cells started attacking my blood cells. I could have said, yep, yeah, done. That's it. Right. <laughs> okay. And although I say I want to, mm-hmm. and there's this part of me that is in that draw— Mm-hmm. that really, really would like it. There's another part of me that feels that there's a responsibility that I have here. All right. And it's part of my life purpose in what I've discovered to actually heal myself. Now, that doesn't mean not to heal everything, but to be able to say, look, I can do it. Mm-hmm. I've done it. Let me show you the lists of things that I've done this with. And so can you. I'm nothing special. If okay. I can do it, you can do it the laws of the universe love whatever you want to call it they apply to me as much as they apply to you (laughs) right Right. okay so there's that the other thing is that healing is healing it's not necessarily not dying yes healing can be a death yes right I came Mm -hmm. here to accomplish what I need to accomplish and Mm -hmm. I now get to leave I don't need to be here anymore
0: Part of living is dying. Yes. We
1: are, there's yeah. two things I say we are born with. One of them is joy, and I absolutely believe that we are born with joy. We learn, we, it, gets taken, yes, <laughs> it yeah. gets taken out of us. I agree. It gets taken out of us, right? But we are born with joy, and we are born with death. Yes. Death is something we come into this world with, right? And so death is not something to be afraid of. Right. Death is something to actually embrace. Death is something that's actually going to give you more life. Because if you're ready to go at any moment. Yes, absolutely. And if you're ready to go at any moment, (laughs) right? Then you Then you're going (laughs) to take risks. Yes. You're going to step out there. You're going to live more fully.
0: Oh, yes. You're going to – and if you
1: know that the other side loves you unconditionally, that you can't get this wrong. Right. And that's a truth. That's a truth with a capital T. You cannot get this wrong. I know there are are organizations out there that believe in fire and brimstone and Mm -hmm. that type of stuff. Right. You can't get this wrong. Everything is spirit. Right. Everything is spirit. And so if everything is spirit, Mm -hmm. everything, Mm -hmm. then on the other side, there is only spirit. Right. In the human experience, we can move away from spirit and we could create, quote-unquote, evil, mm-hmm.
0: but Blo- that's free blocks.
1: choice, <laughs> and we're moving it, yeah. away. And right. I think that illness is a moving away from spirit. Oh my! So if mm-hmm. we align ourselves with spirit, then we get to heal. So if we align ourselves with energy, with source, with truth, with right. joy, with beauty, with love, all those words are the right. same meaning right. as in spirit universe, right? Life. If we, instead of focusing all our energy on fixing ourselves, which is what most of us get in the trap to do. Mm. Do you guys know the 80-20 rule?
0: I don't know that.
1: This is one of my favorite things. It's a business concept. Okay. So the 80-20 rule is a business concept that means that, let's say I had a thousand dollars and I was going to use that for a budget and marketing, Mm -hmm. Right. I'm going to look at my client base and in the 80-20 rule, I would go to the 20% that we're bringing in my 80% of my income because most of my income is coming from 20% of my customers. Does that make sense?
0: <laughs> okay, it does. Right? Yes. And that's really true. I yeah, mean, if you look true. at your customer
1: list that's true. and you look at, you know, <laughs> how many how much of your income is coming from your customer list, it's generally about 20%. 20%, yeah. yeah. All oh, right. Okay. So, I'm going to take my my budget and mm-hmm. I'm going to market towards those 20%. I'm going to build relationships with those people. I'm going to take them out. I'm going to advertise to them. I'm going to, you know, maybe give them an incentive. I'm yes. going to give them something that says I appreciate you, yes. right? That type of thing. But most of us, instead, what we do is we take our budget and we just sort of throw it all over the place, right? <laughs> yes. and, or we focus on the, on the 80% the 80. that aren't our clients. <laughs> That's right. We focus on the 80% right. we that, that we, that we totally think should be our mm-hmm. clients, and so we go to market to them yes, when we don't even exactly. know them and they have no reason to even know us. I see. Okay. Right? Okay, all now, right. bringing this to healing, if our life currency our flesh and our blood, our energy, mm-hmm. right? Our spirit is our currency, right? Mm-hmm. It, most of us are taking our life currency and we're investing that in the thing we don't want. Yes. We have to fix ourselves. And what if there was nothing to really be fixed? And yet we're so obsessed with doing research and seeing this doctor and this other doctor this and, and there's all this yeah. stuff. And we become so consumed and identified by our pain. Right. So we're spending 100% – I see this – we're spending 100% of our budget, our life currency, mm-hmm. we are investing in the thing we don't want. All right. Right? Right. Okay. Yeah. And we're miserable. Yeah. We're absolutely miserable. Right? Yes. So, what if we took our life currency and we invest, invested it in 80% of it into mm-hmm. the things that brought us joy? The things that aligned us with the spirit, whatever your understanding is of spirit. Mm -hmm. The things that connected us with this experience of oneness, of truth, of beauty, of laughter, of fun, of joy, of playfulness. What if we took 80% of our time, our life and our breath, and put that into what brought us wellness? Because most of us are taking our whole budget and we're investing it in our pain.
0: Very true,
1: and it's and okay. keeping
0: our pain going, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: Or just spinning around it, spinning around mm-hmm. it, searching for the answer, searching for the answer, searching for the answer. Right?
0: Is that what you see as like a common thing that people in pain do? Oh, that-
1: absolutely, because we're in pain, we're desperate. How do I get rid of this? How do I heal this? Right, And In even the whole though they life, talk
0: about healing, what's right? going on is how do I get out of pain? Exactly. Okay.
1: Our whole lives become all focused on that problem. Uh, right. Right? Okay. And we forget all to right. live. Right. We forget to have joy. We forget to talk all to right. Bob because we're just talking at Bob we're now. We're
0: talking at Yes.
1: <laughs> right? And then everybody else is telling us what to do. Yes, right. right. And we're not And you listening. feel helpless. And we feel helpless, and we feel like victims, and do under you, the line.
0: How do you—we're so we, we're coming to the end of, um, of <laughs> this episode of Peter Bettered, because I'm going to ask him back. <laughs> 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 but um, just mm-hmm. to speak to a couple of things that might really help people, but mm-hmm. the helplessness, by the time people come to you, and they've yeah. been through— yeah so much what is it the th- what are the th- couple of the things that you want to address so one is calling out it out where they are okay. calling it
1: out all right dude you're in victim consciousness all right or do you still want to keep living like that and most people are, are disgusted by it they're revolted when they can see that they're living that They've been in that place and they've been living in this right. place of being a victim there right. it's very upsetting right right and so to be able to call it out and say, I no longer choose that for myself. That's a, mm. what, what I've come to call, there's a wonderful book. It's a leadership book, but to me it's a healing book. It's called The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leaders, Leadership. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's yes. an amazing book. And there's a concept in there that I've used forever, but they've simplified it to the point where they just say, are you above the line or below you're the below
0: line? Below the line. Which oh, one are Oh, okay. If you're All in right. victim
1: consciousness, if you're in blame, Mm-hmm. Right, which is where I lived. That person—how mm-hmm. could that person time. have done that to me? Right? <clears throat> yes. How could I have lost my career? How could I have done all those things? Mm-hmm. How? Why mm-hmm. was that done to me? If I'm living in this to me experience, I'm below the line, and if I'm blaming other people for my problems, I'm below the line. Oh my gosh!
0: All right, right. all
1: right. Now I need to get above the line. So I get above the line by forgiving. Yes. Primarily by accepting. There's a wonderful TV show that dates me. And it was called Drag... drag. Oh, I just forgot it. Drag... Dragnet. Sure.
0: Dragnet. Yeah, okay.
1: uh, yeah, I'm older and the, than you. <laughs> uh, the, cop, the cop says, just the facts, ma'am. Yeah, Just the facts, ma'am. Right? When we go into that experience oh, of my what goodness. are the actual right. yes. facts? Yes. Not the stories that I tell myself. Not the story. Yes. Not the feelings the that I spin mm. out of with it. All right. What are the actual facts? Yes. Most people can write pages and pages and pages of the story of the
0: story, <laughs> right? It's of true. the
1: feeling, yes. Right? Of yes. the overwhelm, of the sadness. Mm-hmm. All right. Just mm-hmm. the facts, ma'am. And the facts are like like this yes. on the page. Brief. Like, like these, no, this this is what happened. I was slammed into the back of a semi truck. I died. That's the fact. Right? right. I could even get rid of some of the emotion of that in that word. I was right. slammed. I was pushed. I was. I I drove into the back mm-hmm. of a semi truck and mm-hmm. I died done and that's it that's the story does it need to be anything more but how does that get you to healing because I <laughs> go above the line so I'm no longer a victim to that part right. of me all right right I I got yeah. slammed in, but it's just a fact I'm no longer engaged in the drama and the story and let me tell you the problem even more and give you even more detail about it. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. Right. I know. Yes. (laughs) Like, Like I actually am at a point with my story where I like to tell it because it engages people and people can see that they have a different choice in the world. Yes. But I'm not connected to that story anymore. And so another way they can do that is to just the facts. Right, and I know right. we're on t- we're on time. So the yes. last little one,
0: please, yeah. is
1: just so just the facts. Step mm-hmm. above the line, right, mm-hmm. and then to actually love the part of you that is hurting. And I don't care if it's a weight issue and it's your thunder thighs. I don't care <laughs> if it's an anxiety. Yes, I don't care if it's a tumor. Yes, send it love because it's suffering and it doesn't need to be punished anymore. If it's gonna heal, and this is a truth I believe, that mm-hmm. when I feel loved, I can do anything. And so love that part, because when it feels loved, it will be able to do it
0: anything. Now, it transforms. Yes.:
1: yeah, Exactly. Love, love, love.
0: Thank you.: <laughs> Ooh. And there is so much more. I know, I had so much more. But, <laughs> I but this is on. where we needed to go. That's for sure. Um, I'm uh, please please share. Let's go to this. <laughs> Please sure. share your book. Show, sure. show
1: your book. Sure. So this is my my book that came out with Simon & Schuster. It's Convergence Healing, Healing Pain mm-hmm. with Energetic Love. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You know, you find it all over the place. I do have an audio version of that as well. Mm-hmm. So you can find that on Kindle and iTunes and Audible.
0: It's a good book, people. <laughs> <I'm> really <laughs> into it. I am so
1: grateful the for this book. Because I yeah. get people telling me constantly how it changed their lives. And it's not me. Yeah. It's the work.
0: Yes. So I'm yeah. just like, just yeah.
1: not, not to have to, I don't want that responsibility.
0: And the ability <laughs> yeah. to identify yeah. with everything people are going through. Exactly. Oh my goodness, that's tremendous. So they can also
1: find me on Instagram, mm-hmm. and and every everything is just Convergence Healing. So either Peter yes. Bedard, my name, or Convergence Healing on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all those places. Excellent. Yeah.
0: And um, I did want to just... Are there a couple of upcoming events you wanted to to share? Well, I have Uh, a
1: few, but dates aren't set. So the only one that has an absolute set date is on September 29th here in Pasadena. There's a book and wellness fair. Fair, all right. Yeah, yes. and uh, it's going to be super, super cool. It's based on these same principles. It's on on holistic health, right. wellness, okay. and even integrative, where we're bringing in because I think that's important. All right, and I'm this yes. is my thing, so I'm bringing them in. So I think it's important to bring the allopathic world into the holistic, into the holistic spiritual world, because we need to work Great. together and Great. not be either or right. anymore. Can
0: we find? Your events on your website then. yeah they'll be so, able to yeah. vi-
1: find them on convergencehealing.com right. or convergence Sorry. healing teas if they're interested in my teas yeah and they're really pretty these were in the Oscars gift bags so they're they have the, they're packaging these beautiful uh. tins that yeah, they're really great. lovely. great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, he just gave me a couple of teas. I'll let you know. <laughs> this is exciting. Thank um you. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do the tarot reading. Yes. You, I love okay. tarot. This is just pulling a card for the
1: day. I get a lot of death and tower cards, which are, Ooh, I let's love. Let's just see I what love. you get. I get a lot of cups <laughs> and, and, uh, and the tower. Gee,
0: I wonder why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would think Major Arcana, too, but maybe yeah. you're... If you're already on that path, you might not as much. So, <laughs> On that path. Been on that path. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. So you have choices here. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's sort of spread these right. out who's a little bit. to me? Yeah. Let's see yeah, who's you calling draw. to me. This one right there,
1: there is calling to me. There we go. Oh, well. <laughs> there we go. Okay.
0: Well, that's enough said. my goodness, you've gotten the high priestess card or in your case the high priest. Um, but it's the it's, I, it's from from my way of looking at things, um, there is masculine and feminine within us that's both. Me. and then you have the light and there's the title of my of my podcast cruising in the Light and the Shadow. Yeah. So you stand between those two and you're just being this is just a mirroring of you, who you are and what you do oh, because it's um you're carrying your wisdom you're carrying you also use your intuition i happen to know that from your work you work with your intuition um and your life experience you draw from your life experience so and and your education and she has that and then there's water also so the cups do get representative represented because of the moon that's sitting at the bottom. And it's Mm. from the flow of source or spirit um, traveling through the universe and what you can take from it, what you scoop Scoop from it. it. Yes, right, exactly. (laughs) And you are constantly challenging the mystery, which I've always been fascinated by the Curtain behind the high priestess, which is the mystery. It can be either her mystery, but it can also just be the mysteries of the universe, which really aren't mysteries at all. We are unveiling them all the time. Absolutely. And they're part of the process of our healing. So it's just showing. The cards just showing who
1: you are is basically it. Well, thank so, you. There you are. I'll take priestess. Beautiful. That's fine. Wonderful. I'm, I'm middle, in the middle anyway. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> a beautiful middle. <laughs> All
0: right. So, I'm, one last thing, I'm going to ask if you would share um, a reading or something from either from your book or if you had a meditation you wanted to share. I always like that. Well, to we are closing about a
1: meditation, so yeah. So I have to stay on the mic. Let's, let's do a meditation. All right. Since we've talked about this all. Beautiful. For those who are, are listening, and make sure you're in a safe place and you're in a place where you can stop and close your eyes. So if you will, join me in just taking a nice deep breath. And just find your center. Just take a moment to breathe, to be still. Wherever you are, whatever's going on around you, Just notice all of those things and know that they're all conspiring for your goodness, that life is saying yes to you. And any part of you that may need some extra care or love, a part that may be in a state of suffering, physical part, emotional, spiritual, mental part, whatever that is, connect with that part and flood it with love. Love can be a kindness, a softness, a hug. Love can be the word, the vibration, the frequency or the sound. For me, love is always a golden shimmering light that's like a liquidy lava, viscous, glowing sparkling and it's like an alchemical fire that can burn away anything that's no longer needed so take a minute minute to send love however you understand it to this part to this part of you physical mental spiritual maybe it's a broken heart maybe it's a sense of anxiety or tension Maybe it's a tumor. Whatever it is, bring it love, kindness. And start to develop a relationship with this part by giving it a name, letting it take on a shape. Maybe it takes on the shape of a black hole or a bush of thorns. Or maybe it's just a geometric shape however it wants to show up, invite it to show up and ask it its name, first name that pops into your head and send that love once again to this part. Say thank you for carrying the burden that it's been carrying for you when you weren't able to carry it. Thank you and I love you. I'm so sorry you're suffering. Forgive me if I've contributed to your pain in any way. I am willing to listen to your guidance in my healing. And as you initiate this conversation, know that this is an organic conversation that could be had in any moment. All you need to do is connect with the shape and the form. Send it love. And ask it those three important questions. What can I do physically to bring about your healing? What does that look like as me for you? What can I do physically? Do you want to dance? Do you want to sing? Do you want to put your feet in the sand, run in the grass? What what is it that this feeling, this experience of healing physically looks like? The second question Is what can I do in my mind because the way I've been thinking hasn't been helping and I'm so sorry what can I do with my mind to assist you in your healing do you want to think about nothing and just find stillness do you want to start exploring the universe learn astronomy do you want to learn a language or simply laugh and watch silly cat videos what can we do with our mind that's going to bring about that healing and the third question is on that heart spirit level For the heart is the organ that connects with the divine. And so what can we do on that spirit heart level to open up to that oneness, to that connection, to that sense of spirit? What can I do for you on that heart level that's going to bring about your healing? And just pause and listen. And the answers may come to you right away. They may be a flash, a vision, a picture, a knowing smell or a sense or the answers may come to you over some time in your dreams tonight as you're driving down the road, as you turn on the radio let the universe and let these parts speak to you in any way so that you can know their guidance thank this part make a deal with it, shake its hand and say thank you, I love you, I'm so sorry forgive me Let's do this. And just simply open your eyes.
0: (laughs) Powerful. Um, I really want to thank you for today. You helped tremendously. Um, So thank you, Peter Bedard. Um, I want to thank Paul Preston, our sound engineer. Um, thank you to Kevin McLeod for the music, and to Allison Werner, my friend and social media consultant. Um, and to all the listeners, thank you. Keep cruising in your light and your shadows. And please join me in the next couple of weeks. And for now, Om Shanti. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Peace out.
1: Yes, there
0: you go. <laughs> Absolutely.